Let's wipe out all the body hate. We're canceling the quest to lose the weight. A journey of recovery above the influencer. Welcome and bienvenue to this second episode of Above the Influencer. I'm so glad that you liked the first one and off to come back and listen, or I've guilted you into listening. Today, we are going to be discussing some very, very exciting definitions, just like in your second grade vocabulary classroom. I forgot the name of my second grade teacher, but if we all got our math times tables the quickest, she would bring in a cow. Or at least she said she would. We never got there because I couldn't finish my times tables as quickly as my other classmates could. So, fun fact. Anyway, good thing I know more about this shit than I do math. Talking to myself. (laughs) These definitions exist within the general body world that I am going to be referencing throughout this podcast. Not just this one today, but throughout the future podcasts for years to come. Hopefully. I'm going to start with some definitions of body sizes, and that sounds kind of weird, and I don't love the idea of delineating people based on their sizes, but it is important to know some general terms. While these sizes exist broadly, They also don't really mean very much because I'm sure if you've shopped in one of the many, many stores that are out there, you know that a size 8 somewhere, a size 8, let's say, at Forever 21, is very different than a size 8 at Loft. Additionally, I have based these size definitions upon my reading, my looking, my research, but mainly based on a movie called Straight Curve. I would definitely check it out if you have any interest in the modeling world in general, how sizes are differentiated in that world, and how that has influenced how we define sizes in our layman's world. To start with, straight-sized. Straight-sized in my world means those who fit within the sizes that you would maybe find at Abercrombie and Fitch, which is obviously super popular amongst 27 to 35 year olds, which is my demographic. Just kidding, but the only place that I could think of right now that actively is selling clothes in smaller sizes that I can remember is somehow Abercrombie and Fitch. Someone please also let me know if they are still in business. So what do I mean by that? We're looking at sizes that are like zero to eight. That is what I would consider a straight size. Now I've done a little research on this as of late and apparently in the modeling world, a straight size means someone who fits into the sample sizes. I could not tell you what those sizes are, but I'm going to assume that it's much below an eight given our society and obsession with bodies that are much smaller than the average American. For reference sake, research shows that the average American woman is actually between a size 14 and 18. That's potentially surprising to some of you, potentially super unsurprising to others of you. 
size 14, 16, and 18 fall into the curve or plus size realm. Curve is a little ambiguous. It could mean someone who is plus sized. It could mean someone who is busty. It could mean someone who's got a butt. It's a little bit less clean cut than straight size, plus size, in-betweener, but it is still good to know that curve can be anyone. It often is used as maybe a more euphemistic way of saying plus sized, but could mean someone who is not plus sized at all. In-betweener is in between, hence the very clever name, straight size and plus sized. In this beautiful country of ours, with our phenomenal leader, my tongue is so far in my cheek, we consider plus size to be sized above 12. Sized above 12, if you recall, is where the average American woman would lie. That is saying that the majority of American people who are wearing women's clothing are plus sized. I'm holding for a minute. I'm giving you a second to really soak that in, to really understand that when you see the ads with Bella Hadid or Paris Hilton, that's so dated, um, Violet Tchotchke, if you are a RuPaul's Drag Race fan, those people are in the minority of sizing. The people who are modeling clothes for the plus size community, that is the majority of Americans, of Americans wearing women's clothing anyway. We're talking the Ashley Grahams, the Tess Holidays, the Hunter McGrady's. Those are the three types of sizing that exist in mainstream culture. We're talking straight size, in-betweener, and plus size. There will be a quiz at the end of this podcast. I don't know how I'll give that to you, but it'll exist, I promise. If you think about that for one second, Straight size includes sizes 0 to 8. In-betweener, 8 to 12 or 14. Plus size, what's the upper limit on that? We're thinking plus size, we're seeing 14 to what? 22? 14 to 32? 14 to 36? All of those exist in the plus size world. There is an entire world of sizes within just the one category that I've described. If we're looking just at in-betweener, which is a little bit niche of a delineation, there are four sizes that exist there. Eight, 10, 12, and sometimes 14. And plus size, there are sizes from 14 to infinity. And if you think about that for one second, there are clothes that are being sold to people who have the same body differential as a person who's wearing plus size to a person who's wearing straight size. So if you can imagine a Paris Hilton versus an Ashley Graham, both of them are gonna look very, very different if they're wearing the same dress. Why I cannot stop thinking of Paris Hilton, I am unable to tell you. I'm going on a bit of a rant on this, but if you have more interest in the plus size community, then take a look, just do a quick Google. There are so many other definitions when it comes to size. Moving on from size delineation. Now I wanna talk a little bit about how we look at our bodies. 
there are a few ways of looking at your body. You probably have heard of body positivity. That is the big one, right? Everyone should be body positive. In the next episode, I'm going to delve much deeper into this, but body positivity is not for everyone. That sounds really weird. Everyone should feel positively about their bodies, but body positivity specifically is regarding a community that most people who are using the tag of body positivity or promoting BOPO are not actually a part of. So the three ways of looking at your body for me are body acceptance, body neutrality, and body love. Body acceptance is exactly as it sounds, just accepting your body, just thinking, okay, this is my own body. This is what is sustaining me. This is what wakes me up in the morning, lets me go to sleep at night. This is my body and it needs to be respected and cared for just for existing. There's a lot of people out there who are gonna berate their body for not being what they think it is supposed to be. But if you are living, your body is doing what it's supposed to. Learning to accept that your body is yours and is doing what it can is body acceptance. Next, we have body neutrality. Practicing body neutrality means that you focus on what your body is able to do, not on how it looks. For example, I am able to wake up in the morning, put my shoes on, take my dog for a walk, and pick up her shit. Doesn't matter what size I am. Doesn't matter what I ate for breakfast. Doesn't matter what I look like in the mirror. I'm able to wake up, walk Cece, pick up her shit, throw it away in a proper receptacle, not on my neighbor's doorstep. This is something that I'm able to appreciate that my body can do. You might have another set of things that you choose to appreciate. The main point of body neutrality is to say that your worth is not dependent upon the way that you look. I'll say that again. Your worth is not dependent upon the way that you look. Whether you're thin, whether you're fat, whether you're in between, whether you don't fucking know, your person is exactly the same. Body love is what I would say in mainstream culture is body positivity. I'm not getting into body positivity, specifically the word body positivity, which I will in the next episode, but anytime that you're feeling yourself, you see your perceived flaws, you see your perceived perfections, and you're loving it. You are appreciating your stretch marks. You are loving your loose skin. You're feeling your roles. You're practicing self-love. You have nothing to hide. Your body is not worth hiding because of your perceived flaws, your perceived perfections, your perceived imperfections. Your body should be loved. Talking to myself. <laughs> I really hope that this was helpful in some way or another. And I will hopefully see you back for the next episode. All of these things are really important and I don't want to throw out these words or these concepts without really giving everyone a kind of in-depth view of them. Do I make you hungry, baby? Starving, baby, yeah, do I? In food for your feed, I will be putting a spotlight on body banter. 
And Body Banter is a website, blog, Instagram, everything that really wants to put an emphasis on making specifically high school and college students and thereafter. I am obviously not a high school or college student making them feel like they do not have to fall victim to the cultural feelings towards bodies. And I implore you to check them out. They also happen to be the organization that helped me start this podcast. So yes, this is a shameless plug, but please do check them out. Next time on Above the Influencer. Next episode, as I said before, we will be delving into body positivity. Not how to practice body positivity, but actually how to not. I hope to see you next time and cannot thank you enough for tuning in to this episode of Above the Influencer. Mm